Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's night. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 from uh, Hooters here in 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybark. And I'm Phyllis Gold. And with us today, the biggest daddy of them all. Oh boy, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not offended, I just think it's like Stolen Valor. I think that's, uh, that's a false title. Here he is, Griffin Newman. Griffin. I'm... I'm uh, very physically small and childless. <laughs> yes. You're both bigger than me and a father. I, oh, it feels oh, wrong I to am, accept I, this. I, I am, the, I am a big daddy. You're a big it's daddy. You, you, can't, daddy. Uh, you can't give yeah. that to me. Well, I think. well, in this movie. I mean, you're a big daddy um, in the podcasting world. You are a big daddy in the podcasting world. <sighs> yes. How do you like that? I, it's, How does that you know, feel? It feels weird, right? Yeah. You, guys, you guys know it's weird. Well, it never feels don't know. We don't know. We're little daddies in the podcast world. You... You're a big daddy. I mean, we just have to accept it. Accept the dub. I mean, I have to. Kenny and I were talking about this before you got uh-huh. here. That um, so we uh, earlier today we recorded an episode with your co-host, yes, with David Sims. Yes. We did a serious yes. man for a, a Patreon. A with big him. daddy. He is uh, a he very is, tall he's man, a large man <laughs> with, with a young a child. Yeah, he's a big daddy. Yes, and we were daddy. just talking about how, like, you know, we've been doing this for five years. We're wrapping this up now. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that we have you and David on this podcast does make us feel like we're at least a part of the family a little bit. Yeah. And oh, that is absolutely. that is. A, a couple a of daddies really. in the de- family of daddies. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, also, I was trying to do the. Is it, is this my fourth? Yes. So, 
I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't able to pull off five timers. Before you weren't the able show. to pull off. Let's see what we could do, Griffin. I got. <laughs> we was, we there, uh, was there a Patreon once? Yes, you did a Patreon. You did a 2009. You came on for Fast and the Furious. Okay, that was my question. Yes. So that's so it's on main feed. Main feed three. It, uh, oh well, but here's the thing. Toy Story was two episodes. Toy Story was two episodes. Muppets from Space. Correct. Yes. Then uh, Fast and Fast Furious. Fast and Furious. So technically, the let's say this is. The we'll five give you the jacket. <laughs> we, we will. We will give you, you the broke jacket. one record into two episodes. Yeah, I think that episodes. that I filibuster I so. my way That's into right. being a five. It, it would be our great pleasure to Thank give you. you the, actually, let's do the ceremony right now. But guys. I was going to say the first <laughs> one was within the first year. Of it was early. It was uh, the second, second year. Start, yeah. start of two. It yes. was early. Okay. It was early. Yeah, and you've been a great guest and a great, oh a great, great friend of the podcast. Yeah, we, it's we, one of my favorite uh, podcasts. Oh, well, that's that's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Yes. We appreciate that. And so, we're sad to hear that's ending, but I also, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that's, when you started this, you had the ambition of like, we're doing all of it. Yes. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> laughed at us. Of course. But then it gets to this point now where five years later, I'm like, yeah. why are you guys quitting? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> and you branched out into these other things. We You've did, done did. TV in yeah, 2009 yeah. and all of this. And I'm like, Guys, come on. What are you doing here? You know, the truth is that we had the discussion because, like, there was – I'll be honest. I think we could have, like, squeezed a couple more months out of it Mm -hmm. if we wanted to, really. Oh, even if out of 99. Out of 99. Uh Yeah, there's stuff. There's always – this is a natural sure, conclusion, sure, yeah. and, and the movies themselves, which is still the lifeblood of this yes, podcast, yes. was coming to an end. Well, I mean, there's, so, yeah, like sure. we, yes, like there. For instance, you mm-hmm. know, when we have uh, when we have Daniel Waters on yes. in a couple of weeks, we're going to have his list, which includes these French films no that we never even included, <laughs> yeah. never even considered. So right, there, yeah. but there are real films. There are real films that you know that we there are aren't, documentaries. There are documentaries or things, things that we're not going to get to, but we feel like we've been pretty exhausted, yeah, yeah. and we're also exhausted. <laughs> That, that might your, be the more was important your original point. thing uh, a wide theatrical release in the, in the domestic? Not why. Okay. It just had to have a domestic theatrical okay. release. And then we expanded a little bit. We did right. a couple TV movies. Right. We've done a couple of those. But, like, truly, we've exhausted every film that had a theatrical release in North America, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Un- unless we wow. randomly missed something. Sure. Like, something recently came up that we're like... Oh, right. I mean, like, we did Body Shots, which, yeah. like, we totally... <laughs> We totally didn't remember, to and then right, yeah, right. Some, some things happened. Yeah. But. Yeah, while that, mm. you guys hadn't done this one yet. Yes, we held on to this one, and and there were a bunch of options we've been talking mm-hmm. about for the last yes. like month or two that you had thrown out to me, mm-hmm. and this one just felt like, well, that's easier if that's on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by the way, you threw out a lot of good options to me, but there's the thing with with doing my own podcast where it's yes. like yes. trying to burn a movie that I think we might do someday, hundred yeah. percent. And you were down to a collection of like some of those are possible we mm-hmm. might get to some of those there's yeah there were there was Dugan uh, there were lost march madness it felt like that was his one shot to it, get it on it felt like feed. we talked yeah. yeah we talked a little bit about you maybe coming on the 2009 patreon again yes. for something right. that could potentially be touched on someday two, yes think. yeah and then you know we when big daddy was sort of like it's been on the list for a while. Kenny yeah. and I've sort of oh, been. Oh, sure. Big Daddy is one of the big movies of the year. It's one of it the is. 10 highest grossing films. It's, it's exactly. And it's, it's a, a, and it's a wow. Sandler. And, yes. you know, it was it was in the period of time, and you know this, Griffin, yeah. where, you know, you would have the temple every week and, you know, seven out of 10 would be your yes. big budget things. Yes. And then three out of every 10 would be your big actor things. It's the yep. thing that is depressing looking at the box office of 1999 mm-hmm. is it's like, oh, Big Daddy. Daddy can fully coexist with Phantom Menace. Yep. Yes. Yep. And it, it's not like the final grosses between the two of them are hugely 
disparate. Yeah. Like, obviously, Phantom Menace is humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Big Daddy isn't, like, doing well for a comedy. No. Big Daddy's doing, like, Marvel numbers. And then, I mean, Notting Hill's another example. Notting Hill, right? like, yes. Runaway Bride. Right. Yes. Right. These are things where, like, today yeah. would not even get in the stratosphere of no. a Marvel movie because no. it's just not even possible. It's There's just the, not even possible. It's not possible. There's the crazy stat uh, that I'm sure has been said by you guys a, a thousand times on this show. But we recently, uh, I recently brought up because it's one of my favorite weirdo box office stats about this summer. Because mm-hmm. uh, we did our Eyes Wide Shut episode on oh, Blank sure, Check. Of course. Yeah. Um, in, throughout the summer of 1999, mm-hmm. I believe this holds from the beginning of May to the end of August. Sure. There were only two movies that opened at number one, didn't make $100 million. We never brought this up. Yeah, I remember yeah. Entertainment Weekly saying, like, this is how good this summer what was. Were the two? The two? Well, yeah. Eyes Wide Shut's one of them. Correct. Which it just barely didn't make, right? Like it, it makes, was like in the 90s? It makes like 80, I oh, think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, but, okay. but it's like yes, steep sir. drop-off. Yeah, Maybe yeah, it even yeah. makes a little bit less. I have no idea what the other one is. Huge drop-off. And the other one is The Haunting. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. <laughs> but that's the point. You're like, yeah. that movie opened really big because it yep. had a big trailer. Yep. And they played the ad during the Super Bowl. And then people disliked it. And after the first weekend, it dropped. Yep. And Eyes Wide Shut similarly was like toxic word of mouth from the first brush audience. Every other movie just continued to play. Well, it's, like things would yeah. open big and then just coexist with each other comfortably. Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't worry, Adam, we have a hundred million dollars for you. Yeah. Julia will give you a hundred million twice. We yeah. have, I mean, John Travolta has a movie that makes just a shit ton fucking of money. General's that, daughter just quietly, passively making a hundred million dollars yeah. as like a jury duty movie. And well, that no, no, no. That you're thinking of um, civil action. You're thinking of civil action. Jury, uh, General's daughter is a rape movie. <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> let me clarify. Let me clarify. I know that. No. I wasn't saying it's a movie okay. about jury duty. Oh, okay, okay, I'm okay. saying America went to see that. Oh, as I if see it what you're saying. Oh, 100. Yeah. They were 100%. like, "Here's some yes. new Travolta based on a bestseller, an airport yes. book," yes. and everyone's like, "Well, yeah, we got to go see that." That's right. Yes. Every every parent yes. in America said, "This is what we're going to do," because yeah. as yeah. we've said many times, you used to just go to quote unquote the movies and the poster mm-hmm. of a guy like Travolta, yep. Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandler, uh, certainly Cruz, yep. and this pi- time period, Cage. If they have a new movie, the poster is largely their just their face. Yeah, yep. just their face. It's their face in a background, and you maybe see ten percent of clothes. Mm-hmm. If it's a two-hander, it's two full body shots <laughs> in a blank <laughs> void. Yeah. Yeah. Runaway Jury is just Richard Gere and her, and he's right. Holding, it's like it's it's all you needed. Right. It's and, all you needed. And this, you just need. Sandler peeing, like, which is a yeah. child against a wall. Yeah, and it was it was that <laughs> thing. I'm sure we're going to talk about uh-huh. like our relationships to Sandler at this sure. point yes, in time. Yes. But it's like '98. Uh, mm-hmm. You have Wedding Singer, which is like oh, kind of breakthrough for him. Yeah. Decent yeah. like I winter wedding hit. Singer. Wedding Hit Singer, I think is his best movie I, of of the of the yes the Happy Madison. We'll have this discussion, but I, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one that I get close with. There are a couple of the ones I want to talk about, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Wedding Singer for me is kind of platonic ideal sure, of everything sure. I think a Sandler okay. comedy can be. Yeah. Does like surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then like fucking seven months later, <laughs> Waterboy decimates. Decimates. And incredible. Water, Waterboy <laughs> was because what the thing about Waterboy is yeah. not good. So <laughs> it's funny. I, yeah, I hadn't watched it in a while. I was really excited when you asked mm-hmm. me to do this because I've been, been watching re-watching Sandler's, yeah. the Sandlers a lot. And that was one I hadn't rewatched. I, I started rewatching a lot of them at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I've stayed on it. I've gone back again even sure. for the second time, third time in the last two years to watch some of Waterboy, for whatever reason, I wasn't 
rewatching, I think it was because I was a little scared. I didn't want it to not live up to my memory of how much I was losing my fucking shit. <laughs> As a child. In 1998, yes, right. Yes. And I, I, it's like, I don't think it's terrible. But it's I, weird that that's the one that went supernova. It kills. So that's the, and it, I, it's weird for, it was weird it's for nice. me personally. So I, I love Sandler yes. and love so many Happy Madison offerings. Um, the thing about uh, Waterboy was, I, I thought that that early Happy Madison will not be pre-Happy Madison and that early it's Sandler exactly right. run. Happy Madison doesn't start until after right. Dad. Right. Yes. But I, we're, I'm saying let's proactively lump this in Deuce as – Bigelow, I right. believe, yes. is the first Happy Madison Correct. movie proper. Right. So all the pre-Happy Little Nicky Madison is his, stuff. It's the first Happy Madison with, with Sam, as a Sandler vehicle. So, right. So okay. uh, all of that stuff I thought were just murders row. You have Billy Madison, right. Happy Gilmore, all these incredible films up to and including The Wedding Singer. Right. And The Waterboy was the first one in the theater. I'm like – this no longer is for me. Interesting. Yeah. You know, and then I think Big Daddy brings it back. Yeah. Can I just bit, say though, but... it's interesting because I do think you're absolutely right. The, the the one two punch of Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore is what puts him on the map, right? Right. But no one talks about Bulletproof. Well, that doesn't really count. There's a couple count. there's, there's Bulletproof, really there's Airheads, but this is why I'm making the Happy Madison distinction yeah, sure, sure, sure. because it's like Billy Madison, he's the auteur. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Happy Gilmore, he's the auteur. Yeah. Bulletproof, Airheads, some of these other ones, sure. it's like. He's trying out being in other people's movies. I love Airheads deeply. Yeah. But I do that's as well. not a Sandler that's, that's Sandler in a movie. Yes. And he doesn't know if he's going to be the guy mm-hmm. in all of his films. Sure. And then it's like Wedding Singer kind of synthesizes it because it's like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, two masterpieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like extreme angry man child, silly noises kind of stuff. The critics are fucking furious about these movies. Yeah, Lowest yeah. common denominator. Totally. This is like dumb little boy shit. Mm-hmm. Wedding singer, he's like, oh, can I put like a little emotional maturity into this thing? Plot. Can I put it's myself sincere. with another star? Yeah. That's the big part. Can there be genuine yeah. romance? That, that's in the, the big part yes, of the movie. That's the huge part. I pulled in someone else who will co-sign my right. vision who you guys like. Right. Yes. And and in fact, he it, that's his calculation is I'm validating myself with Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. It arguably is the thing that finally pushes Drew Barrymore 100%. back into the second wave of her career. It's like a mutually beneficial yeah. just jackpot for the two sure. of them. But and I also and feel then like- Waterboy is like this absurd regression Massive beyond the back. things that people <laughs> hated about the first two movies where yeah. it's like now it's going to be the silliest fucking voice you've ever seen. Yes. The whole movie takes place in Wackadoo Town. What is this premise? <laughs> Yes. And I just remember like seeing the trailer and people were losing their fucking minds. And it was like, I guess this is going to be a hit. And then it comes out. I grew up in New York City. Sure. The the New York Post, the Daily News, fucking awful rag newspapers. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I would love this. Had such low journalistic standards that if like something weird happened in movies, it would be the front page story. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Right? Like yeah, something. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Because there's also tablet who walked yeah. out of a car without their underwear on, whatever. Sure, sure, you know, sure, it's sure. like yeah. to make the first and I just remember the front page of either I, I think it was the post that Monday was Adam Sandler, the new twenty million dollar man. And it was an article that was clearly written in fifteen minutes on the back of a napkin on a Metro North train before the guy had to fucking <laughs> submit it to his editor. And it was just this guy inexplicably has now become so huge. That he is in the Travolta Cage Roberts. 100%. It was immediate. People looked at him 
the way we look at guys like Logan Paul now. Yes. Which yes. is the how yes. the fuck is this yes. happening? What is right. wrong with right. all of you yes, people? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. But not only that, you're like, Kerry is the first $20 million man in Hollywood, right? He's the first guy to get a $20 million upfront salary for a movie. That's on Cable Guy. But the old yes. seem to get that. They, they, <laughs> they seem to understand that. Well, it felt like they always were like, oh, he's so over the top, Jerry Lewis, yeah. whatever. And then when Sandler came around, they were like, the halcyon days of Carrie. Can we get back yes. a finer cut Carrie, <laughs> right? This guy's purely man-child. He doesn't even have the dexterity. There's not the physical right. it's, whatever. There, I mean, there are no skills. Too, is, so it's it's Frank Cracky? Karachi. Karachi. Who I, I was in a movie directed by. Okay. Yeah. Nice guy? I Yeah, yeah. He's a very pleasant okay. guy. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I'm, team are nice guys. I'm such a <clears throat> Sandler fan. That was like, I mean, aside from the fact that someone said, do you want to be in a movie? And I said, sure. <laughs> that was the main incentive of me wanting to be in that oh, film. I, was I'm, sure. like, I'm really curious to see what it's like to work for this guy because his movies were so big to me he, growing up. So the thing about Wedding Singer that works for me, and it's mm-hmm. why we'll talk about the stuff in Big Daddy that doesn't work as well for yes. me. Wedding Singer is is actually genuine. It's yes. actually heartfelt. Yes. And it finds a sincerity right. that I think Big Daddy struggles with. But I Hard think... I disagree on that, but okay. I we'll love Wedding Singer. I'm not throwing any shade at Wedding Singer. No, I know. I think I, Big Daddy is I, I think Big level. Daddy is more maudlin, but I do think it works. Whereas Wedding Singer feels earned. Mm. Wedding Singer, part of it is... The emotion. The I two mean. of them are just great. They're both yeah. movie stars. They, yes. they're, they're just, they, they get it. Yeah. Um, the, the 80s pastiche is a lot of fun. So like the cartoonish components of like just everyone's hair and the 80s and all that, it all works really but well. But still holds up well. Like totally. that movie's marketing campaign was so much, this is the first retro movie about yes, the 80s. God, yes. How do you yes. remember that? You were like nine. Because <laughs> my brain is stupid. <laughs> what are you talking about? This I is remember the stuff I remember. Look, I remember it too, but yeah. I don't, but I'm what, like eight years older than sure. you? I don't remember things. I don't remember marketing campaigns from 1989. I don't, I don't remember how old I am, but I remember I taglines from 1999. Yes. But but it is yeah. like, yeah, the, the poster taglines for that movie were like, the cell phones were huge. Yeah. The yeah. hair was even bigger. Like, they, they weren't even pitching the character dynamics. Grannies were rapping. Grannies were rapping. Right. Yeah. Remember yeah. the 80s. And it, you're like, yeah. and that stuff still actually holds up well in that movie, even though Absolutely. everyone's gone to that well yeah. since then. It's really, it's a really lovely movie is ultimately yes. what it comes down to. And I know that, you know... W- my feelings about Sandler are probably different than both of yours. What are your feelings about yeah, Sandler? Yeah, we got to get into it. I've this. never. It feels never, like we're talking around this. We've never done this, and I'll tell you, Griffin, yeah, I was saying yeah, this right. to Phil before. Seems foundational to both of us. Very much. You and so. I, Kenny. Very, yeah. in, a, in a way that transcends movies. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Right? This is not. Sandler's not a movie star to me. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, not movies to me. Sure, They're okay. like major league to me. They are very much parts of my DNA. Con- yeah. DNA. Yeah. I'm my also like, it's like an artistic movement. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is like the right. Dada's. Couldn't agree more. Wave. You know, it's like this is important to understand. Could agree more. I have big thoughts about The way my relationship to comedy and films are both. So, but we were talking about this before. We We have covered Sandler once. We did. Okay. Uh, 2009. Oh, we did funny. Right. We did funny. Another one I didn't want to do just in case for some point do Apatow. But a movie I love. Which you could do. Uh, I love it too. I think it's pretty fine. Yeah. Uh, And um, I've. We did a whole episode we about that. Sure, episode. sure. Uh, so we talked about Sandler. We talked about Sandler in the context of a movie that mm-hmm. Bill loves. So it's not really this conversation. Right. right. I also know we have also obviously, you know, you can't talk about movies without talking about Safties and the Uncut Gems of it, which is a sure. movie that Phil also loves and, again, is not really a, about <clears throat> – 
the Adam Sandler thing. It's a very much if it's playing with the Adam Sandler personality, you're talking yes. about post, 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 postmodern, a different kind sure. of version. He's a big enough movie star that you you can never cast him and not be playing with the persona in some way. But I think it's the difference of right. is he the main artist of the film? Is he the main author of the film? I think that's what I'm going to Or is he handing himself over to a filmmaker 100%. and saying, use me in an interesting now, the, way? Now, the other thing that mm-hmm. must be mentioned is yeah. there's a uh, podcast we love called – or that we've been on yes. several times. We, we love it called uh, Happily – well, I don't know what it's called. It's, it's, a, it's a Happy, Happy Madison, Madison Pod. Uh, okay. And they're the best and they're great and they're mm-hmm. yes. British guys and they've been wonderful to us. They have. We, uh, we went on there Grown Ups 1 and 2. Grown Ups oh, wow. 1 and the 2. Duology. The duology. Uh, yeah. And, and this, talked of the third one as well. And the infamous yeah. third one. This sure, is sure. when my, uh, my thing with later stage Happy Madison changed mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is, you know, I, like so many people, thought happy, thought Adam Sandler was incredible up to a point. Sure. And this then I thought it fell why apart. Why I started re-watching deep, stuff. Then like I thought it fell yep. off a cliff like everybody yep. else. And then I watched Grown Ups 1 and I was, you know, I was, you validated. know, validated because yes. Grown Ups 1 is deeply terrible. I don't like it. Yeah. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I, there are Grown Ups apologists and well, I... Yeah. Grown Ups yeah. 2 Grown is Ups one of the best movies I've ever seen. Interesting. <laughs> I still haven't watched 2. Oh, no. Grown Ups 2 is incredible. Happy- oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I think I only have like two gaps in the filmography now and that's one of them. And I think I've always what? avoided it because oh, have to watch it. I don't so like Grown Ups good. 1 and I know people who... Obviously, it was a big hit and whatever, but I'm like, it's I have friends who vouch for Grown Ups 1. Those are bad friends. And so I'm like, then I, why would I believe anyone saying this about Grown Ups 2? But if you're telling me Grown Ups 2 is good, then I'm believing it. And, and so I have one more thing I have to say, though, because mm-hmm. we, over the course of our podcasting, yeah. Sandler has like been this thing. So yeah, there was another thing that we talked Jack about. And yeah, so Jack and Jill. So Grown Ups yeah. 2 uh, was the moment I'm like, oh, there's way more going on here than I thought there was. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is very simply sandler doesn't care about being cool that is his superpower which is great that's yes. why his movies are so great and his weird anti-cool comes from how little he is concerned how unself-conscious he, really he is doesn't it's, care. it's the thing about the basketball shorts and the oversized t-shirt on the red carpet yes. you know it's like how's he get away with this it's not because he's trying to be some kind of you know that he's genuinely yeah, Fetterman. Yeah. not trying to underplay it or yeah. to be yeah. Yeah. yes Yes, so I agree. It, so the the other part then yes. because now the pump mm-hmm. was primed a little bit for me with Jack and Jill, a movie that I always avoided because I was frankly scared of it. Like that yeah. movie is gross looking. Sure, you've yes. seen that movie. I have masterpiece. Now here's the thing: <laughs> one I, of the best movies he's ever done, and <laughs> the best movie about siblings I've ever seen. Here, let me. I'll just say this quickly. We've yeah, got yeah, a lot to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I believe I had. Auditioned for that movie. I cannot remember what character. Maybe something oh, wow. was cut out, but like a, a day player scene thing, yeah. a one scene part um, that I think maybe wasn't even in the final. Henio Debrez's part. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> he, but, he was good. So I did. I read that script, which that was at the point in time where I was like, Sandler's starting to test me. I haven't liked the last four, mm-hmm. maybe or so in a row, mm-hmm. but I always want to love a Sandler movie. So I read this script and I was like, this is dog shit. Now the <laughs> script. I will say was like placeholders. Okay. It was so clearly like this movie is sold on the idea of two Sandlers, one of them wearing a wig. Right. That there were literally pages in the script I remember being like, I don't know, it's like Spade or something. <laughs> 
Like true, I remember the descriptions feeling that like this was written God, on during it. a flight, which speaks to your point, Phil. Yes. Yes. Right, which I'll make at some point. So I went into it with a lot of trepidation. I'm like, the trailer looks unappealing. I read oh, the script; yeah. it was the laziest fucking thing I've ever read. Right. It confirms people's worst opinions yes. of what the Sandler movies are, and then it is the <clears> single <throat> weirdest movie going experience I have ever had in my life, bar none, and I doubt it will ever be surpassed. My friend and I go to see it the Friday it comes out. We go to like the noon showing. My bit with my friends was, I don't think that movie actually exists. I think if you buy yeah. a ticket. It evaporates. No, Willy Wonka, congratulations. <laughs> you got us. Uh, yes, I agree. You got us. Yes. So I said, we got to go to the earlier show. I couldn't believe it existed either. So we go to see the Friday like matinee, the first yeah. showing. Uh, at the AMC 25 uh, on, on Times Square. The giant one, yeah. The I giant one. one, yes. And they have an IMAX screen. They'd converted their biggest screen to an IMAX screen. But this was still in a period of time where there wasn't a big IMAX movie every two weeks. So sometimes you just have to put a normal-sized movie on the IMAX screen. So it was was Jack and Joe being screened in IMAX but not in IMAX. Mm -hmm. You're in the biggest theater, and it's not like, oh, they just zoomed in and it was like – pixelated it was just only the center 30 percent of the screen that seems right to me yeah <laughs> that's right okay. well you, you got you you got you got to keep dugan's uh right. so, you're, vision so you're just watching this little it's not the right dimensions mm-hmm. it's not the right size it's just a little middle of the screen right mm-hmm. the theater we assume we're going to be some of the only people there because we're seeing it like 11 o'clock on a friday <laughs> right before thanksgiving break right i know <laughs> the theater is packed somewhat with a school field trip. Some lunatic has taken a bunch of elementary school. <laughs> it's like last day before holiday break, you know, and rather than just do the responsible thing, which is play a movie in the classroom, put on some fucking VHS and clock out, uh-huh. yeah. they took them to see Jack and Jill. For what educational value? I don't know. But they take them to see Jack and Jill. So it's maybe 80 10-year-olds, like four chaperones. We're in the oh. IMAX screen. The film is only being projected in the center. The movie starts, and over the main speakers, mm-hmm. we hear a woman in a robe stands with a torch above her head. Columbia Pictures. Oh, no. oh you're in the you're in the now, it description. Was, it was not advertised as such. Someone hit the wrong button. Do you watch the whole movie like that? Yep. It being described to you as well as being in real heard? time. Yes. Oh, the entire with, with with the whole group of children. Did it ruin Correct. it? Correct. Well, I'm like I don't know. <laughs> Is that the only time you've ever seen it? Yes. Oh, watch it again. But the no. sanctity, the sanctity of that, like you're gonna love it. It was the most fascinating <laughs> psychological, like sort of study of an audience I've ever seen because it starts up and it's happening throughout. Like the opening credits are like the home video footage yeah. and saying like yeah. two children look identical, yeah. play in the background. And the way that stuff, it's uh, audio descriptive service, mm-hmm. I think yeah. is what it's mm-hmm. called, ADS. And it's like often a track on a DVD, yeah. or there'll be special screenings with it, advertised as such, yeah. or more often. You can get a headset from behind the counter and it just pipes that in. This was over the whole thing. It was not advertised as such. It was truly a mistake. And they try not to overlap with the dialogue. So you have this person with totally flat affect, like micro machine style, rapid fire, trying to describe everything happening on screen in between images. indescribable. Also. Of all movies. Yeah. Here's a film where the premise is exclusively, you all know what Adam Sandler looks like. (laughs) Imagine him as a woman. And they're yes. next to each other. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it'll just go like, 
Jack walks up to a broad-shouldered woman in the airport. He turns around. She looks like Jack. Like, it's like, you can't explain these jokes. And the moment I think about where I I just, it's the greatest, it's the greatest moment I've ever experienced. Uh, Because my friend turns to me and goes, we should go out and complain. And I went, no, I want to see if it ever gets corrected. (laughs) Why ruin this, right? I want to see if this ever gets corrected. And if if this audience of children ever seems to think, this is odd. strange. Uh-huh. What is the take on the film? What yeah, is this? What is this sure. device? This uh, omnipotent narrator. Um, there's the moment where they have the soccer game. As you said, Eugenio Derbez plays uh, uh, Felipe, and he plays his own grandmother, I believe, in the film, or he plays his own he grandfather. Play his own grandmother. He doesn't might play, two play roles? A, his own grandfather. But there's yeah. a real old lady who's the grandmother. Yes, yes, but okay. that's not him for sure. Right. So there's the, the soccer game. Uh huh. And th- this narrator's trying to time over not to not overlap with the dialogue. So sometimes she describes a joke like thirty seconds after it happens, and sometimes she has to describe a joke thirty seconds before it happens because that's where the opening is. It's comedy gold. Really. So she says, oh, God. "She goes, Jill kicks a soccer ball. It hits Felipe's grandmother in the face. Thirty seconds later, it happens, and the audience explodes." <laughs> I mean, listen. As they this should. sounds and like a better like, experience. What, so, what yeah. is comedy Phil, I, now? I will, I will if, not. I will not stand for the slander. It's an excellent film. Okay. I'm just. What saying, is comedy now? Is a great say, question. I get what you're saying. I can't say. I enjoyed watching it. I cannot say it what like, I actually think of it. I, you, I, I really go hard for it on Screen Jazz. Please listen to that. Sure. Um, yes. It's a wonderful film, and it really more than most movies. I think. <laughs> first of all, it's genuinely hilarious sure. at times but it really it is if, if you don't think the pacino stuff is funny the like pacino's i don't know is incredible. what world you live in like it is, it is so funny okay so can i answer the yes. question that was yes. asked 20 minutes ago about what i think of adam sandler of course yeah. of course um this is just the final time to debate <laughs> sandler on this I, I no no for sure i my whole thing with adam sandler is i generally don't like quote-unquote dumb humor broad sure. humor silly humor okay it's just not really my thing you're an erudite man and i don't mean to suggest that it's never funny a man of letters i don't mean to (laughs) yes i'm a man of letters i i think it's just adam sandler his whole shtick Mm -hmm. when it was like the screaming guy and the whatever on snl shut up all that stuff was like sure fine like i it's just not it never really spoke to me Mm -hmm. i i see why i mean this is going to sound a lot like my feelings about major league that we had as well but you loved major league I liked Major League a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Potato, potato. I I do think that I see the humor in it. I get why the Al Pacino thing is funny. But it's also just not my tempo. It's not your tempo. So when I watch Adam Sandler movies, and I mentioned this to you earlier today, Kenny, they all feel very first drafty to me. They all feel sort of like we haven't really kicked the tires on this, but like... It's Adam Sandler and people like him and he'll do his shtick and people won't care about the fact that like it makes basically no sense. Mm -hmm. The custody storyline of Big Daddy makes basically no sense. Like we're just not going to. People don't care. uh, This is. I understand that. Yeah. I do. 
so when I watch films like this, I find myself it just like makes my head hurt. Sure, and I just you kind of can't. You can't care about. But that. but it's that's what I was gonna say. You almost have to accept it as accept if I can mystery, get hoity toity here. No, not even that. I'm like you have to accept it as like it's like it's their dogma ninety five. Like that's. <laughs> That's the style that they have developed. The films are produced under. I appreciate that. They are of a piece. Mm -hmm. You can obviously ding them for it. If that is not your temperature. Sure. But it's like almost like their thing is only natural light. It's like the script can't be too tight. (laughs) You got to leave room to just let someone show up with a wig and and, and do a funny voice. Sure. I also like. Sure. It can't possibly be. That the reason you don't like Big Daddy is because the What's, is the the, the, the the part the particularities of the plot of the law. It's, it's like you like Legally it's, Blonde, it's right? Of, it's one of the reasons. You, I, I mean, but like Legally Blonde's yeah. the same idea, right? Legally right. Blonde is just as silly when it comes to the law part. It maybe I'm not a big devil's know. advocate here. I think Legally Blonde is maybe a little it's, more invested. Yeah. So yeah. silly, but I love the movie. The, yes. my, that's my point. I don't care. I, liar, liar. Sure. Any movie, any comedy well, that's that's the supernatural. My. <laughs> Sure, but not the law part. Um, <laughs> my cousin Vinny. So it's not a magic any law. Movie that is any bit ever sure, ever sure. bit taken place. Any any movie period, but sure. any comedy that's ever taken place in a courtroom is inherently silly and not like the law at all. Well, it's not I, the law. I understand what Phil's saying only through the prism of this is not ostensibly a law movie. So when it gets silly with the law, it's maybe less forgivable. I don't feel this way. I'm trying to understand I, no, no, no. your perspective. No, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. I appreciate if you're caught up in a comedy I, where it's like these people are making a mockery of this courtroom, <laughs> right, 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 then you're like, I know what I bought a ticket to. Whereas this right. movie, you're like, they would never let him keep the kid for this long. It's not even that like the I courtroom can't stuff. You're, I don't care. I know Griffin. I know. I, think I know. Ten out of ten. <laughs> but I'm trying <laughs> to understand Phil's let me, perspective. Let me, just, let me just finish what I was saying. Oh, okay. Sure. Not, not even specific to this this particular film yeah i do think that i am forgiving of certain adam sandler films that go there as i said yes. i think the wedding singer is a fantastic comedy. doesn't go anywhere but whatever yeah. yeah i mean but you understand my point though which is that there's a lot of buy-ins that are required yes. in an adam it's sandler deeper film. than the and law is my point about you i, I think your point is valid i think your yeah. point, the point is point valid about you phil is that it's deeper than yeah, the law it's, the, yeah. the, you're, you're, but it's not the, again it's not the fidelity to the real right, to, to, right. to realism it's there's something about it that doesn't work for you, and I, if if it's making, I just I can't, I just can't believe the it's idea. One of the problems I have with this film, it's not the only problem. This movie rules. Can I, yeah, can I dig into my my history around this film? Yeah, please, 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 just please. as sort of a yes, counterpoint sure, to tell you sure, where sure. I come at this from. I'm the oldest of three children. Mm-hmm. My mother is uh, will never listen to this podcast. A bit of a snob, mm-hmm. and was very very <laughs> protective about media stuff when I was right. a kid. Um, so I mostly watched a lot of old sitcoms and mm-hmm. cartoon shows mm-hmm. and was not allowed to watch a lot of the movies that my contemporaries were growing up with. Sure. And extend to the blockbusters, but it certainly extended to the comedies and almost even more so not on grounds of inappropriateness, but on grounds of like, he's not funny. <laughs> uh-huh. sure, sure. That guy Your is mom decided he's below not funny. us. Okay. Right. So like Carrie was a guy where it's like, he's an over actor. Carrie's not sure. funny. Sure. No. My parents loved Steve Martin, Bill Murray. I Those love that about your guys. parents, by the way. That is where that is where parental curation should come in. Now, my dad loves dumb comedy. Hey. 
whatever. But my mom was sort of like controlling the thermostat there, yeah. right? I never let my kids watch SpongeBob because I thought it was too gross for them. Well, that's I and think it's, it's silly. And now we've realized that we, it's brilliant. We, well, did, we did. Oh, good. good. Okay, we good, did good, a ninety nine on SpongeBob, good, yes. and I completely changed my tune and feel right. like a fool. Right. But in the yes. moment, I was like, Ugh. I'll say this. So my mom had the same thing with that first wave of Nicktoons, mm-hmm. and not only was Ren and Stimpy banned for similar reasons, perhaps more fairly. <laughs> Um, But it extended to all Nicktoons where she lumped in Doug and Rugrats with that, which are Doug is like the most milquetoast fucking show in history. The worst. Kenny went to town on Doug's first movie. Imagine my mom being like, Doug is too cynical and gross. No, that's sad for your mom, but I mean, Doug's just boring. Kid in a sweater vest who friend zones himself. (laughs) It's like... I, I mean, don't get me started on Doug. If you want to hear Kenny I, go to town on Doug, I can't to Doug go there again. But, but that's, but I, I understand your perspective. Point. Yes. Right? At least I'm the, like, the point is he's so inoffensive. Right. And, and Doug is banned in our yes. household. Right. Okay. Um, Bill Murray and Steve Martin are the two guys that my parents both like and will even let me watch the R-rated movies because they're smart, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Okay. We actually find them funny. Okay. You can watch these movies. They carry this wave of comedy stars who are coming up yeah. in the 90s. My friends are loving. No go. Okay. Mm-hmm. No go. Um, I, this 98, I get at the beginning of that school year, really bad pneumonia. I'm mm. out of school for two months. It is a thing where in oh, retrospect, wow. I'm like, my parents must have been vaguely concerned that I might die because I was just in bed for two months. That's a long time. Yeah. Right. And occasionally I get tests and scans and whatever. And they'd sort of like shrug. I think they were trying to make everything feel very normal to me. I was not in like all consuming pain for most of it. Sure. But it was like, you are sick. You cannot go back to school. Mm-hmm. So it was just like two months of not seeing other kids. Little secret garden boy. I was going to say drinking Colin from, from uh, Secret Garden. Yeah, right. And my mother, who was always so in control of what I could or couldn't watch, that's the moment where she kind of throws her hands up. Sure. Oh, wow. Because it's break. like, you're home from we school for two months. It's like, it's like we, fucking lockdown, well, right? pandemic. Exactly. The pandemic is when my son exactly. started to watch all these horror movies and I was obsessed with right. them. I'm like, it's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> There's nothing to fight for anymore. That's right. So my mom it went from being, you know, the rule is if you're home from school, you can watch TV in bed, but it has to be a classic. I'm going to rent a classic. You have to watch a movie with some intelligence. And it's like two weeks in, this is done. This uh-huh. is over. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'm going to watch all the things she wouldn't let me watch. And I'm like, I'm watching all the Carrie comedies, right? I finally get to watch all of those. Sure. I'm going through the guys who have been like out of bounds. And this is the same year where I discover SNL. I like earlier that year found out SNL existed. And I was like, the fuck? No, no one told me about this? <laughs> What are you talking about, right? Okay. So I'm watching a lot of SNL on Comedy Central. I'm getting into the 90s, which is the stuff in most regular rerun rotation and the VHS compilations and whatever. Getting into Sandler and Spade and all those Farley, Schneider, that whole wave of guys. And then I start watching all the Sandler movies on VHS. So I, in a very quick succession, like watch uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Wedding Singer. Uh uh, And I'm like, I love this guy. Mom, I got bad news for you. He's my guy. He's my guy now. <laughs> and and a lot of it was forbidden fruit, but I also right. was just like, he's doing something different than anyone else. I enjoy the Jim Carrey movies, but these movies are doing something on a different plane that I can't put my finger up. Part of it's the sloppiness. Part of it's the weird absurdity of them, whatever it is, right? And his movie star persona is so strange, especially because it's so rooted in explosive anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think especially for young children. And I was not a child like this. 
there's something cathartic about watching mm-hmm. essentially a child in an adult's body who's able to yell about the stupid things mm-hmm. that uh, you are told to behave in relation to, yeah. which I think is the root of this whole fucking movie, Big and Daddy. I, and I don't mean to, yes, I, yeah. don't, I don't mean to cut you off quickly. But yeah. I do want to, now that we're hitting <clears throat> Billy Madison, all, all this to say, to just the one important point. Mm-hmm. The first time I like get to go to a movie theater again and really leave bed since the time I've been sick is when the water boy comes out. It's so like my return to civilization. And like we go and see it. Yep. It's very nice. <laughs> it's the return. It's sold out. The audience is fucking. It's like right. Altamont. You know, it's like people are like fucking <laughs> jumping on each other. It's insane. Incredible. So then when this movie comes out, I'm like, this is my number one favorite movie star. I'm reading in the newspaper that he's now become the number one comedy man in America. This is as anticipated as any movie in the world for me. So – I think your your run through. I I my true, honest to God, history with Sandler is this. Loved him on SNL. Mm-hmm. Thought it was a revelation. Things like Aquaman blew my mind. Um, I thought Billy Madison was the funniest movie I'd ever seen yeah. in my life. And I thought, and I think it's the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life because of the. I don't – no offense, Phil. I don't think it's dumb. I think it's brilliant. I think it's weird gonzo stuff. Like to me, exactly. making making the conditioner and the shampoo fight in the tub is dumb but also wildly bold in Look, a movie like that. It's Stepfathers. It's Freddy Got Finger. Yes. It's the biggest joke behind these movies is can you believe we took studio That's money to at. do this? And Freddy Got Fingered – We've Phil talked also about is brilliant. I think, I think it's brilliant. So, yeah. I mean, the, so the, that stuff. But that's and where the, the first draft stuff kind hardest, of comes into the sensibility it, well, of... It, that's why I love Sandler so much, because right. so much of this stuff is the, we have not conformed yes. to comedy, right. to, to to mainstream comedy. So We're not playing yeah. the game. So for, for me, Billy Madison, things like like uh, if peeing in your pants is cool on Miles Davis was a wild line to me. Things like the, the, the clown coming the back from the dead in the song. falling first. That's and then, the moment hey, kids, where I, do, me. I feel like I think I've I peed in my pants. Yeah. Right. You, I bet you thought that I was dead, yes. but when I fell over, I only broke my leg and I hemorrhaged to the head. It's really funny. Yeah, really funny. So that every Phil, successive really funny. every successive comedy he did after that was less and less of this sure so yes happy gilmore billy madison was definitely my favorite of the first it was the most yes. this thing where it yes. was just gonzo and wild and there was no rules and things that i'd never even considered jokes that like you like it felt like you were on the inside of yeah. every deep inside sure. joke it's like the fucking ramones you're just like you can get away with only doing like four chords yes. or whatever right and so that happy uh, Gilmore mm-hmm. was actually a little bit of a letdown for me because there are jokes like the the fake hand, which like I'm crazy about, and Gus's uh-huh. hand and everything like that, and the alligator at the end with Abraham Lincoln. There's so still great, great Gonzo shit. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wedding Singer is a step back for me. Now, in retrospect, it's a great film, but it's a step back. Um, and all of these things he did felt that as, the, as, as he got bigger and bigger, he became more normal and more normal and more normal. And uh-huh. it really kind of upset me. So the reason that I thought Grown Ups 2 and Jack and Jill are yeah. such brilliant films is because they re- – and then everything he's done in the last 10 years, yeah. his Netflix shit, it's all this stuff that's like back to the like, we're not taking any notes. Well, this is why I love Hubie Halloween and Sandy Wexler. A couple of the early movies. Netflix movies I really struggle with. I took him. I think it took him a little bit to recalibrate. Well, a little bit to be like, you don't own me, I own you. Ridiculous six and fucking get over. I will not stand up for right? right. But those two, I think, are back to like absurdist, you know, classic Sandler. Zohan, I think, is pretty great. I'm a okay. little terrified to rewatch it politically, <laughs> but I remember feeling that way in the theater of like, oh, he's doing insane shit again. He's back to just not caring about reality. Mm-hmm. I love this, right? Um, but I, I think there, there was that thing of like, Adam, you're going to have to play by the rules a little bit. If you want to keep making movies, you don't want to be Pauly Shore. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get to the fifth one where you're still just silly man child. Well, there has to be some bottom to this. So you see them like happy Gilmore. It's like, okay, push it a little more towards normal. We put you with Drew Barrymore. There's an actual romance here. And I think it's fascinating that like big daddy is the, they're filming big daddy when Waterboy hits. Mm-hmm. Waterboy is him being like, have I earned a right to do a silly voice movie again? Can okay. I go wackadoo? And the thing with Waterboy that I, I still to this day hate. Yes. Waterboy feels like a studio comedy to me. Waterboy feels like you almost could have put anybody in that role. Interesting. Uh, not anybody, sure. but, any, but, but anybody who could do that. You could have yeah. almost just swapped into Rob Schneider and it would have been a very similar movie. There's nothing mm-hmm. outside of Kathy Bates's performance. There was nothing that really felt like you're going for it. I do think it's worth saying too. Big yeah. Daddy is still his most successful film domestically. Right. Is, is, um, is that even adjusted for inflation? Domestically, yeah. Uh, worldwide, I think Big Daddy is not his biggest. But right. I'm not, and then and then when Hotel Transylvania two came out, it actually trumped it by about four million dollars. Yeah. So that that okay. beat it. Uh, but, but it's but still it's, his most successful live action. film. And if you adjust for inflation, it is it's, by it's crazy by a significant a country mile. Yes. yes, it is. It is a it's. It's clear that, like, the Waterboy obviously teed this up, right? It's one of those weird things but... where it's just, like, Waterboy was just the moment that I think even the last couple of movies playing on cable rotation sure, had built sure. up a yeah. following. Like, it was, like, it was even a little less about that movie and more about just everyone was ready for him Very to be. Very spy who shagged me in that way. Yes. You know? We're all here now. And, yeah. and then yeah. you're, like... It's weird that that's the one that breaks through to that degree because it is so fucking strange and off-putting in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And then he's got Big Daddy filming when Waterboy comes out and mm-hmm. suddenly you're the biggest comedy star in America. And he's got this movie that was meant to be maybe a little bit more of a do I go further into normal guy? Do I try to find oh, a way to have one mm-hmm. foot in each? And it's fascinating that you look his response right after this is blank check. I'm making Little, little Nicky, Nicky, the most demented film ever made. You know what's and interesting it's special too about effects and what it's you're fucking what great. you're saying in terms of Waterboy is a huge success, so successful in fact. Sony gives him more money on Big Daddy, and they actually beef up the it's, Rob Schneider, the weird stuff. The rare instance of mid filming being like, mm-hmm. we're gonna like let you off the chain more and give yeah. you like a twenty five percent budget increase. Yeah. This yeah. just became an A move. But yeah, which is true, which is interesting, and I think you know, big like 
to, I guess everybody's credit. Big at at some point around Waterboy, I think they realized this guy is no longer for the you know for the kids, right? His next movie yeah. is going to have to right. be an everybody yes. movie, yep. and yes. they made the. I think Big right. Daddy is the perfect everybody movie. It is, sure. You know, I watched it with my son and my daughter, who don't agree on shit, yes. and they loved it, both of them. I, I mean, listen, I, I, I do want to give just a little bit of context here so that our, you know, not whatever. Uh, 32-year-old Sonny Koufax, played by Adam Sandler, has spent his whole life. I didn't write this, just to be clear, because when mm-hmm. you hear how it ends, it's ridiculous. Uh, spent his whole life avoiding responsibility. When his girlfriend dumps him for an older man, he goes, uh, he, he's got to find a way to prove he's ready to grow up. In a desperate last-ditch attempt, Sonny adopts a five-year-old child named Julian to impress her. She's not impressed, and he can't return the kid. Uh-oh for Sonny. I didn't <laughs> Um, so Big Daddy opens on June 25th. Got to do the box office game. You're going to yeah. know these because oh, yeah, these are yeah, all bangers, yeah, yeah, obviously. But huge, first yeah. place uh, makes a shit ton of money. Second place. By Who Shagged Me Still? No. No. That's okay. third. That's Second third. place. I love that you're just playing this blind. I know. <laughs> it's second, Phantom Man's is still in the five, right? That's, that's in five. Okay. Uh, you've got you've got an animated film in there. Tarzan? Yep. That's okay. number two. Uh, you've said Austin Powers, and we referred to this other film earlier. Uh, big movie star at the time. Uh, Notting Hill? No, the other one. Not General's Daughter? Yes, General's oh, Daughter. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So that's, that's the five. Um, I, I do. Yeah. I'm going to just talk about the, the 10 for a quick second here because that's what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, Notting Hill is, sorry, Star Wars is five. Notting Hill is six. The Mummy is seven. Instinct is eight. An Ideal Husband is ninth. Wow. And The Matrix is 10. It's so <laughs> absurd when you look at a top 10 like that yeah. and you're like classic, 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 classic blockbuster. Ideal Instinct. Instinct, Ideal Husband. <laughs> <laughs> Like you get so lulled into the security of, yes. I guess every movie yes. on this list is going to be important. Yeah. Oh, right, instinct, instinct exists. Yeah, but it's. I mean, this is all just to say that yeah. this movie is an enormous hit. Enormous. I mean, it's 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 huge and is a very low premise movie. Oh yeah, right. Because you're talking That's about why like it's, yeah. liar liar is kind of yeah the the movie that studios are trying high to concept, make high concept yeah, yeah. high concept yep. magical yep. realism family that's mm-hmm. like the biggest kind of four quadrant comedy is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and then you got guys like Sandler and Myers who are like they're doing character comedy mm-hmm. it's really bit heavy it's funny wigs and shit gags and stunts yeah. right and this is like the least character e Sandler has been up to this point in a premise where the no hook question. is just basically a dynamic. Yeah. A shithead guy gets kid. Right. And no. this guy doesn't know how to take care of You know what the original title for this film was? Shithead guy gets kid? No. Guy gets kid. Yeah. You know, it's... it's oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Which I think is kind of missed. It, 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 it is in the I playbook. Mean, Big Daddy is a stupid title. Actually, Very dumb. Well, but, you know, not even a daddy. I, yeah. I think yeah. it's... I, I think it's interesting. I Almost every movie star at some point, mm-hmm. they give a test run with a kid. And see if that's yes. a dynamic yes. that works. Yes. Um, and es- especially with comedy, I think there is that. Or that, action. Like, well, actu- the action guy. Well, now the action nah, guys have to yeah. do a comedy with a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was Kindergarten Cop the first action that kind of where the, well, the action star gets yeah, a kid? Yeah, I, I would that's say basically, like yeah, because it's like, I think Arnold at that point is riffing on Eastwood doing the orangutan. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's, That's what true. he's transmutifying yeah. and realizing. Yeah. I know a way to make this even bigger. Yes, yes. It's it's kids. Yeah. yeah. And then that becomes like a necessary step of the thing. Yeah. But there also is with all these A-list comedy guys, there's a point where it's like, 
the real test is can you do a family movie? If you do that, yeah. your audience is about to explode. Yeah. Yeah. Can Jim Carrey do a movie about being an absentee dad? Robin Williams becomes the king of fucking family comedies, yeah. you know? You see The Rock trying to do it. You see Vin Diesel trying Rock to do it. Rock's done it. Everybody has tried it. It's for Jack that Black, Will Ferrell, all these oh, guys. It's yeah, like yeah. once you've had your couple of more adult hits, it's yeah. like now can you can you be in a movie where you're with a kid or you have the sensibility well, of a child? It is interesting. So, yeah. so this I mean, film, even fucking Tom Cruise does not a Jerry Maguire. Yes, not yes, out of yes, the park. Yes, e- Everybody gets a show. Which I remember Entertainment <clears throat> Weekly in their summer movie preview talking about dumb things I remember when I can't remember, you know, sure. most people I know by name. Sure. Um, we're saying like, you know, this script could have been a Tom Cruise movie. Like we had a long list of people. Yep. Yep. Who were up for it? It ended up becoming more of a Sandler movie, but this was not. I mean, developed. Jim Carrey was in talks for a movie like everyone this too, was so, like any yeah. leading man was in talks or at least considered yeah, for this movie at some point. The premise is just so basic and straightforward. Yeah. You're like plug a movie star in there and rebuild well, it for sure. I mean, around their personality. So the, the movie's got a thirty-four million dollar budget. It Insane. makes two hundred and thirty-four million dollars worldwide. I mean, just a just staggering, yeah. ridiculous Absurd. thing. Thirty-nine uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes from critics, seventy-four from audiences. So I mean, obviously, the I mean, critics this, are really now. We have to stop this well yeah so ebert's review one and a half stars yeah. okay big daddy is a film about a seriously disturbed slacker who adopts a five-year-old and tutors him in cynicism cruel practical jokes and antisocial behavior antisocial behavior it's, is I mean, the part i'll never forget it's crazy and right. then in, in reference to what you guys were talking about it said there have been many many movies using the story that big daddy recycles chaplains the kid uses jackie coogan as an urchin little miss marker has a little miss marker has you were right about the shirley temple and walter matthau then you've got jim belushi's curly sue uh, all had similar elements. Uh-huh. What they had in common this morning on what they all had in common were adults that have made would have made good parents. Big Daddy should be reported to child this welfare. This is the thing. I remember this review because it's he's basically it's like a public service announcement. It he's is. not just saying yes. I hate this movie, but he's yeah. like this is culturally irresponsible, antisocial behavior. Which is one ridiculous. out of one yes. out of every. 20 Ebert reviews yeah. is that yeah. is, is, yeah. is is like a letter to protect you. Yeah, yeah. Very, then, like, very much. So. But then weirdly, he'll be like Paul Blart, four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Why are people slagging on this? Yeah, There's actual yeah. craft in this yeah. film. <laughs> well, OK, so here's here's a broader question. And I don't yeah. know if this is someone that you guys would ever do a, a miniseries on. But uh-huh. Dennis Dugan. <laughs> we, as I said, we put him in March Madness one year because we had a year. We, we do a March Madness bracket to pick a director we're going to cover. Yes. We let people vote. All of Indeed. our all of our listeners know. So we did this one year where one side was all best director winners at the Oscars and uh-huh. one side was all worst director winners at the Razzies. Yes. And Dugan Dugan was on that. And we thought it would have been kind of fun. Dugan's – so just uh, just to walk Please through this do. really I'm quick. I'm interested in the non-Sandler. This is – yeah. non so, so his career starts with Problem Child. Okay, then yeah, that's a uh, movie. brain donors don't know that. That's like uh, a weird sort of attempt to make a modern Marx Brothers Three Stooges. Movie oh, okay. Some people I think. Oh, wait. Now, up for now that you say that, I can see the poster. Yes. Weirdly, uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is after that. Yes. Beverly Hills Ninja, Big Daddy, which was supposed to be a Chris Farley vehicle as well. He was in talks, which totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and and if I'm being honest, I don't want to say I might have liked it more, but I'm. I'm not sure that like because mm. the Chris Farley thing, which is you know narrow to say yeah. the least, um, but I'll just say that like him with a kid seems maybe slightly it's, funnier on paper to me. Than, it's hard to say what Farley would have been because uh, Farley had never yes done been the yeah, straight yes, guy yes, right you know that's so the, that's the yeah. tough part and yeah. also romantic and also a lawyer like there's all just well, there's those, things that I'm not those, sure I mean not not yeah, yeah. And th- I, those things 
I think he would have figured out. Yeah, sure. I love Tommy Boy, and the key to Tommy Boy is that it is surprisingly sweet and sincere. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it, there's something to be said about the fact that, like, Farley, even with the couple of years he had left, could not figure out how to follow that up. 100%. That, like, Black Sheep and Beverly Hills Ninja. And it, yes. like, immediately he kind of gets the calculation wrong. I agree. There's a version of that movie with Farley that could have been incredible, but you wonder if they would have gotten there. You you have to – yeah. The, the thing – and I, I think this is actually quite a credit to this movie too mm-hmm. – uh, this is the first movie. I mean, Redding Singer, maybe kind of not really, where Sandler's playing something approximating a human being. Yes, yes. And that in and of itself is somewhat revolutionary for this film. Yeah. To take to take what's working and say we also think this thing might work. Right. To do that with Farley, uh, of course that would have happened at some point. It's yes. happened with yes. every guy, yeah. Will Ferrell and Jack Black, and every guy has stripped it down and said, Okay, now I'm a person. Yes. Right. Never seen yeah, it, so I don't know if it would have worked. Yeah. So, so he does Big Daddy in '99, as we know. Saving Silverman, yes, uh, which in is 2001, a Gonzo film. I've never, never it seen is it. Bizarre. National Security in 2003. It's like a nothing flop. Uh, the yeah. Benchwarmers in 2006. Happy sure. Madison. Then he's Deep back. Cut. Then he's back in the with I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You don't mess with the the Zohan Grown Ups. Just go with it. Jack and Joe Grown Ups too. Should you also know, be said. A run there where it's like he goes from being one of the four directors in rotation to yes. being the, the one. one guy who makes every one he has the, the number four yeah. he has four razzie nominations yeah. and we all know how we feel about the razzies yep. they suck Negative but four. um he's nominated for big daddy i now pronounce you chuck and larry uh-huh. he has a double nomination for just go with it and jack and jill in the same year right. in 2011 right. and then grown-ups 2 gets him another nomination okay. um i think he wins actually my apologies in 2011 for the jack and jill just do it yeah. it's t- i mean that's his soda burger <laughs> when, you have, when you have both in the same it's his, it's yeah, his yeah, traffic yeah. in Brockovich. but right i mean I bring up Dennis Dugan oh. just because I do think that he's become the guy, right? Yes. I think has he done any of the the Netflix ones? I guess not. Uh, I don't think he has. I think no, he he's now di- he did a like fucking I want to say a Michael Douglas, Diane Keaton like late in life rom com recently. It feels like he's sort of I, tried to. I thought he was going to try. I, I thought he tried to Jay Roach himself a little bit too. If uh, he did, it's but, a, it's a light Roach. It wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say it's a full <laughs> Roach. It's a light Roach, but it does feel yeah. like he's doing a little more what's autumnal. Yeah, I didn't know this about Dennis Dugan, but he did a shit ton of TV in the like seventies and eighties. He was We're talking Columbo, Rockford Files, TV Hill Street Blues. Actor. And a TV actor too. Yeah. Fifteen episodes of some show called Shadow Chasers, uh, Picket Fences, Chicago Hope, Ali McBeal. Like this was he was a go to guy for for a lot well, of. Stuff, I, so. I think Griffin made the point earlier. I know he made the point earlier that he said, you know, there are movies that Sandler's the auteur of, and movies mm-hmm. that Sandler's not the auteur of. And you know, you'll notice the ones that he's the auteur of are made by directors who don't really do anything else. Dugan's going to make his days. Yeah. Oh, one hundred. Like, like Karachi, for example, as a as a counterpoint, was Sandler's <laughs> like NYU buddy. Okay, and there was like a shared sensibility, and I think a shared creativity. Okay, which is not to take anything away from Dugan, uh-huh. but I think Dugan's hired to make the trains run on time and well, and, and like, not like be a, a Nazi. One hundred percent. Yes. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, is this a better or worse courtroom drama than The Judge? Better, <laughs> better, and a, and a better father son. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm just, I yeah. just, you know, it's. It and was... I, I think the law actually checks out more in this movie. I would agree as well. I find I... this movie more emotionally affecting. I don't think the law is quite as bad as you do. I mean, the actual courtroom part. Okay, but yes. the actual—I mean, like I think well, I'm sold enough. They think he's Kevin. They think he's the real father. Yeah, no, that, that's, it's I, the Josh Mustel character is the—is I feel like the thing that bumps for people where it's like yeah. I either fundamentally thirty minutes in go <laughs> this this doesn't happen. 
This never happens. You never get to this point. The rest of this movie is built upon a lie. Wait, the who character? The the the, the, the child protective the child protective services. Right. Oh, the revolting blob. Right. Yes. Who's just who? who it, <laughs> yes. I mean, no, I mean, that's, I, I, I mean, that's his famous character. Yes. What do you want to say? Wait. Okay. What was that from? Billy Madison. Oh. I didn't call, I, I I didn't call a man the revolting blood. I agree. I wasn't. I, know, I, I know. wasn't a judgment. I genuinely. I, I assumed it was. I assumed it was a role. For I just didn't know what it was. Language from. you didn't understand. Uh, that being said, yeah. Uh, your point of like <laughs> oh, he, you either buy into that's the buy-in of the movie, yeah. and I totally get that. Like you either buy into it or they you don't. don't take the kid away. This guy knows. And it seems to have just turned a blind eye. He's like, you know what? You can right. have the kid for a little while. Which no, is like, he doesn't know. No, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't, this is so stupid that we're talking about this. But like, no, he thinks he's Kevin. And he's no, he thinks he's. I understand that he thinks he's Kevin. Okay, but there's the moment midway, not midway, probably a third of the way through the film where he goes to him, yeah. and he's like, I can't handle this kid anymore. The, the girlfriend doesn't want the kid. It's right. all a bust. And that's when the guy and says, Well, I, can, I think I can find a foster home for him or I'll put him in an orphanage. And that's when when Adam's like, Well, I don't want to do that. Like, I'll I'll take the kid for as long as until you find a family. And that's when the yes. social worker's like, You know what? I'm going to pretend and, you never showed what, up. It, that's the moment. That's the moment where like, I think a well, lot of people just shut the book well, and that's go, ridiculous. that doesn't happen. No, I think what the guy... I agree I, with you. But that's the buy-in. That's all I'm that's saying. That's the buy-in. But, but the buy-in is very clear. I think they... And, and, he, and what's his actor's name? Uh, it's Josh Mastel. It's Zero Mastel's son. He's oh, excellent. Yeah. He's I, great. I he's love great. him playing. Yeah. I love him playing like kind of a New York cool guy because he's Crazy actually city slickers. He's actually kind of cool. This, yes, he is. And, and also one of these guys where it's just like, it's it's the New Yorky thing that Sandler gets right where it's just like, this guy just, he doesn't want his job to be any more complicated <laughs> yeah. than it needs to be. He's not even bad or negligent yeah. as no. much as it's yeah. just like, do you know how many fucking cases I have on my yeah. desk? It's easier if I just pretend this conversation never happened totally. and tell myself that you are an equipped he, But father. also, he, you know, Sandler's not being not coming to him and being like, look, I'm beating him. Look, right. I'm doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just saying like, this is a lot for me. I'm not equipped for this. But look, I, I don't want him in an orphanage. Right. So he's like, okay, well, we try to place him with a, you know, a, a foster family. Yeah. I see that you can handle a weekend. Right. That's all he's saying. Let's just ride I'm this just out. Move, yeah, yeah, a weekend. You know, so I I love it. I love it. And I love that thing. I just, I love that New York thing he gets right, which is like, let's just pretend this never happened. Yeah. Look, it's the moment that loses you. For a guy from New Hampshire, he really gets It's the moment that loses you, but it is a moment where I'm like, I think that's good characterization. (laughs) Whether or not you buy the logic of it for what the movie then has to place upon. I totally buy it. I'm like I, I I get this guy and I credit to Josh Mastel I think is selling it. I just to be Sarah I just want to be very clear. Son. I didn't hate this film, guys. And you and and what you are saying is as we speak mm-hmm. probably changing my score and is making it go up. Hell yeah! But I'll just <laughs> but I'll just yeah. say yeah. that there is stuff. I I did find him and by him I mean Sonny yeah. to be quite unlikable. Yeah. yeah. Like yes. There's just like for me the moment where I was like dude is when he fucks up his john stewart's proposal <laughs> to leslie mann and essentially just like kills that moment well, there was the beginning of the movie it's showing what a shitty what a shitty he, is. No, he's he's a, really he's a shitty guy is well he's a shit i don't know if he's a shitty guy and i know this is like could, this might be splitting hairs yeah he's a shit i think the point is underneath this this layer these layers of shit yeah. Yeah. he's a great guy but also sure. what, they're, they're, it's really buried but i think like <laughs> a lot of the other sandler movies a guy like uh let's say happy gilmore mm-hmm. it's like inherently a sweet guy we lead with him taking care of yeah. his grandma yeah. 
he's got this bad side to him, yep. right? It's yep. like he's in conflict. Here yes. we go. Jekyll and Hyde. And Hyde yes. Right. Which I think a lot of the, the Sandler comedies do. That's how they totally. handle his sort of bottled anger Rage. is you yeah. let it pop up in certain points. But you start out with him. Hey, hey thanks. I'm a sweet guy. <laughs> Whatever. Right. <laughs> Big Daddy opens with this guy sucks. The opening of this True. movie is phone call with the dad. Showing every lie he's saying sure. in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a job. I'm sleeping in a boat. The right? Sleeping in a boat. I laughed. At. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10:45. He hasn't got yeah. out of bed. Yeah. yeah. What does this guy around. do for a living? Yeah. He's still yeah. living off this fucking payment, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's buying he's, stupid things. He's dating a MAGA girlfriend. But also, yeah. well, yeah. But <laughs> also, well, in real life. But who's real also life. he's also a ten, he's, yeah. she's a ten and he didn't do anything to deserve it. Nothing makes you hate a guy more than that. But I am gonna argue this is pretty good economic characterization yes, from the yes, beginning of a movie yes. that the first scene we're seeing him exist in mm-hmm. in real time, mm-hmm. not this sort of phone call thing, is the girlfriend waking up immediately angry. This has happened before. Sure. The alarm didn't go off. Did he fuck up? No. no. He decided mm-hmm. that she should sleep in <laughs> because she's too high strung. It's true. And you're like, there's a warped logic to it, which I I think this gets to your point, Kenny. Is he a shitty guy? No, he's kind of a shit. There's almost a good intention behind that, but it is so tortured and it is harmful to everyone around him that you're just like, this fucking guy, are you fucking kidding me? And you start the movie with his home life being like garbage. And and unlike a lot of these comedies, and even some later comedy, Sandler comedies, where the wife is the nag who doesn't get that the guy's chill, she's in the right. Totally. It's yes. the only time I'll ever say. Christy Swanson's in the right. But she is in the right. And you're like, God, this guy, really? He's this shitty in this movie? He is. He's fucking up this much? But I'll say this, and I'm not, you know, a Christy Swanson stand by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not sure that her character, the punishment fits the crime at the end of this film, where yeah. like, <laughs> where she gets to be like, the butt of this look, Hooters joke that look, is endless the, the, in this movie. The Hooters joke is uh, is beneath us to even dignify. I, yes. I agree. Let's just move on. It's not a great, yeah. it, but it is. It is, and we're actually doing it a kindness by calling it a joke yeah, and not a plot right. thread. It's, it's a runner, not one of the overarching <laughs> thematic, <laughs> thematic concerns. It is, of this movie. it is a runner. It is. Affects oh. two characters. It's also like it's it, it's basically the crux of the Leslie Mann yes. Adam Sandler relationship in this yes. film, right. which is that she worked at Hooters for a brief time in in medical school, uh, and he just continually reminds her of it. There as is her friend on the stand, absolutely. As she's court. It, it like is it's just anyway. The thing that I mean, holds up the worst in most Sandler comedies yeah. of this era are truly yeah. regressive. Gender politics, yeah, yeah. right? And and they'll sort of be like, but look, Joey or Lauren Adams is cool. Yeah, she is we let the one woman be cool, true. and she we don't mock because she can hang with the boys. And, and but there are always these sort of and they work. Like, they, he creates these sort of like straw woman characters yes, that yes. are just punching bags. Yes. Unfortunately, it's yes. not it's it's not the best thing no. uh, here. But, but, There's really know, no defending not. it. But you know, I, I, move I'll on. say man probably plays it better than most of the women who have been onto this role, probably because she's. Friends, you sure, hundred percent. We we did right. a, so we did an episode on seventeen again, and we yeah. did an episode on funny people. My as well. She's my favorite actress. Fucking, <laughs> she's great. Like she really is great. Right. And I just recently watched Forty Year Old Virgin again. I mean, she's just genuinely this is a great. One of those things. No, no, Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh, she's in it. Who is she in Forty Year Old Virgin? She's, she's the, the drunk chick, woman. She's a drunk woman. That says, "Let's get French toast." She's milkshake, wait, and wait. she barfs on him. Who's who's put the bike in my trunk? That's Elizabeth yeah. Elizabeth Banks. That's Banks. That's Banks. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yes. She's not, no, she's, no. I know she is. I know she is. Yes. But she's she's genuinely funny, yes. and she's also really heartfelt. Like yes. she is 
a great, great actor. And, um, and a, yeah. I think, to her credit, she's really good with the kid in this movie. Yes. It's oh, one of those so things good. that I don't think the film is giving her this at all. I agree. But Disagree with you. She humanizes herself. Disagree with you strongly. She humanizes the character by seeing how much she's it able is, to fucking is, holster her contempt for Sonny. Critic, you're you're wrong. I'm critical misery. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm trying to give credit to. I know you are, but okay. the the reason I think you are. You are not giving enough credit to the okay, film. Okay, it's because it is critical because the kid ends up with her. You're right. That's no, true. you're right. That's you're true. right. You're right. He's a, he, she is his mom. Right. Yeah, you know what? This film. It's smart construction. <laughs> yes. It's smart intentional thank you, construction. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And there she plays it well. She plays there it perfectly. Is. But it's every it's moment. If she's so mean to Sunny and she's such a good right. mother figure, and a, putting all the Sandler stuff aside, you're not going to get to see any real screen time between right. Stewart Correct. and the kid. So you yes. need her to seem like a good. You need to feel okay at the end when he's with mommy. It is a good flick. I mean, by the way, that point I do fully agree with both of you on that. That's a good flick. It is. Well, no, the, the Leslie Mann that it is actually like oh, structured God, God. to pay off at the end. Yes. Um, in I, fact, I, it's so jarring in the moment yes. that you do start to wonder why they're doing it. Yeah. Why they're ta- why they're humanizing sure. this character who is just a walking, you know, sexist joke. Right. right. And it, it but it, it gives so much more to the movie than it yes. needs to. Just I, like I, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it is progressive given the time sure. and given the milieu. Yeah. Like the um the, the scene in this in the, the supermarket well, has to work. Well, I'm just, I was gonna talk I was gonna talk about the part with Alan Covert and Peter whose last name I can't I, remember. Another thing where it's like look, you can ding it a little bit, but that's pretty fucking radical for a frat boy comedy in nineteen ninety. Also Sandler's sitting back, chilling out and being like, Now there are gay friends. Yeah, yeah. No, really totally. gay. No 100%. one is doing that no at one this point in time. I thought that was, I, that's one of yeah. the best right. things in the and movie, it's like sure. it, it will take some easy pot shots at them as well yep. but every other comedy if they're putting a gay character in it is purely punching bag yeah. Yeah. and he has this notion which I think is partly comedic but there is like a a sense of respect behind it which is like can we put gay characters in a movie who are not stereotypical yeah. birdcage yeah. they're just dudes they'll sit on the couch and they'll drink the beer it's great it, it's perhaps a watch, narrow view. It's but a narrow, what, but it's what's something. the guy's name, Peter? What's his name? Uh, hard uh, name to pronounce. Fuck. It's Peter Dante. Oh, Peter Dante. That's not right. Hard. And then Lachlan Covert is, is the other, other one. And, and that's the guy. Who, that's the guy who plays the third friend who never. Right. Yeah. Oh, so the there's a line. But there's a line in it also, and I love this about this movie too. That it's like they've never met a gay person. Yeah. Uh, where uh, Covert talks about his skinny arms, and yes. Peter Dante goes, "They're not skinny. They're nice. I love that." <laughs> Right. I, they're, I, they're thinking the ultimate kindness is we can write gay guys yes, like us. Yes, yes. Yes, it is. Rather than I, yes. This therapy. movie has two great montages. I mean, listen, you're going to get good shit with just Adam Sandler and a kid, but him just smacking a baseball right into the kid's chest yeah. oh, I love is it. amazing. Yeah. I mean, this is um I, I, this is like yeah. that's just great shit. And then I also just love the moment when Julian kills all the pigeons on the roof with yes. the slingshot. Yes. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh it, it's just like little things like that. Is that that's the is that the um the garbage montage? Yeah, it's the garbage the soundtrack for this movie I think also Loki whips. Well, yes. I mean, listen, I'm a big fan of garbage, yeah. so I was love that. When I grow up, is that what that yes, song is? That's yeah. The, yeah. Right, but that montage is so there's, I mean, also that. I mean, Steve Buscemi is always great always. in his cameos. Um, the I watched Fantasia a lot. Yeah, it's great. Um, he, 
I don't really understand what's going on with him in the courtroom when him and and Schneider are yelling at each other across the courtroom. Yeah, Play the hits, bring him back. <laughs> that, that he popped at the beginning. He's got to come back sure. for a it curtain happens call. Happens in every yeah. fucking every Taylor every movie, character pops at the beginning, awesome. comes back, and yells another it's thing at so the end. It's so silly and funny. And right. it's, it's, I, I have no problem like with he, it. I'm just like, I, I, I know it's like a it's like a Broadway musical. You're like the guy's backstage. What are you going to do? Not yeah, bring him I mean, on? You know, I was at the end. It's like it's like The Simpsons. It's like Springfield. Like it's always like you just wrong. Just, a line. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Half this goes to be at the church. Why? Why not? <laughs> right. This goes to this thing. I mean, Buscemi in in Wedding Singer is one of my favorite cameos from him. Should have been He's Oscar nominated. He's like, unbelievable. Right. But but yeah. another thing that like the the kid is so sweet to him in this. You yes. reveal this side yes. of it because Buscemi is largely playing the like kind of irredeemable creep, upsetting sure. guys in yeah. these movies, and even just the way depressing, like, sad, weaponizing sad. Yeah. weaponizing Julian to try to get girls, and then the kid immediately tries to do that to Leslie Mann oh, in the supermarket. He's like, it's, it's okay, you don't have to do it. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Right. But like Ugh. it's that stuff is great. I all and the montage stuff. The, the Sprouses are really good in this. Yes. These are good child yeah, performances. So they are good. They're really good. Yeah. They're they are so cute and they deliver their lines perfectly. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe they're only like I again hundred, you watch your kids. You're like these kids are tiny. You, they can barely they're speak. five. I have That's a five year old yes. who I love and I think is brilliant. And no, right. this wouldn't happen. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about John Stewart for a second here? Because yes. John Stewart in '99 has this film yes. and The Daily Show. He yes. takes over in '99. Is playing right? by heart the same yeah, year, well, or is it 2000? You really go deep. Playing by heart is a movie we did. We did. Yes. That it, it's so it, it's a weird one. We okay. kind of fucked it up. Basically. Limited release '98, wide '99. Basically, is okay. the gist of it. Like okay. it, it barely was in '90. It was like December 29th or some shit like I don't that. Remember how this happened? How he wound up having I don't remember either, but we covered it. One of the worst movies. It's a bad movie, but he has that. Then he has this, and then sorry, let me look up when. Does the faculty is also ninety nine? Oh no, that's ninety eight. Daily Show. He starts in uh, in January ninety nine. Okay, so he does start there. Yes. So I mean, ultimately. That's he knows that's the gig, right? No, he doesn't. I know. I think he no. doesn't. At that point, that thing's like damaged goods. Yeah. Oh, really? This is okay. Consolation okay. prize for we tried to make you the next late night guy. Yes. It didn't stick. Oh, that's MTV right. He had a thing before. Right, right. Yes, and, and there's and, the whole Larry Sanders arc that is he's going to take over Larry's show. They position oh, him as the Leno to Larry Sanders. That's interesting. And it was this meta thing of like this is the guy who in the real world is probably ten to fifteen years away from getting one that's of these network slots. That's interesting. So I think it was that. That fails. The MTV shows fail. Right. Then he's in a little bit of a wilderness. Fucking Daily Show. Weinstein signs him to like a five movie deal. There's a story that is Weinstein being like, I think he has leading man potential. Mm. And so playing by heart and faculty are like, (laughs) we're going to start putting him in supporting roles. Right. Building up to the Jon Stewart rom-com. Can we make him like American Hugh Grant or whatever it is? Which, by the way, they could have. Right. And and I think him taking this movie is similarly like, let me be in a Friends movie playing the normal guy next. Like, I'm just trying to get people used to me being the guy. And no one knows the Daily Show is going to become the gig. And the Daily Show, Uh, Phil, you don't remember this, you know, we're in America at the time. Griffin, I don't know if you remember, but like, Craig Coburn's Daily Show was drastically different. Yes. Just a – like – It was not a sophisticated show at all. No one was getting actual – Political theory from that show. No, it was okay. a it was, it was a seen spoof as, of the news. Right. Why is John Stewart actually bothering to explain things? Was like the feeling uh, when I the see. show started. It was truly just weekend update for half an hour. Yeah, that's what. Well, that okay. and and the man on the street stuff, which they kept. How long did he do it for? Kilborn? Yeah, three three years. Yeah. Oh wow. And then so Kil- this wasn't short. No, then, no. Oh, and by the way, 
Kilborn was enormous. Like, yeah, Kilborn, yeah. like Kilborn, it was a, it was a yeah. very good for what he did, and he went on to the Late Late Show or whatever right. it was. Yeah, he did that and for a while. He, yeah. No, Kilborn was on a very, very steep upward trajectory. So there was this like maybe Stuart can go on that trajectory. That's his last hope. Is like, yes, right. I, this is the and, and I think that this this stuff you're talking about these smaller movie roles that we have was him hedging his bet. It was maybe I'm gonna have to be. I mean, God help him, he could have been Hugh Grant. I totally think he could have. I think it was two paths where he's basically like, I got one last bite at the apple of being a late night guy. Right. Simultaneously, let me start doing supporting parts in movies to see if I can work up to being the dude. You know, you know, the guy is, you know, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the trajectory Mm. is for that. That's Greg Kinnear. Yes. Greg Kinnear was. Oh, right. He talked to? Yes. What Jay Moore tried to do. Sure, sure. sure. You know, this is the playbook. Yes. Yes. We're like, you can. If you flame out on that, yes. you know, talking head thing, you might be able to become a Greg Kinnear and maybe, yeah. be, you know, third build in a big movie and get a role sure, and wa- sure. find up leading. But you're not going to be Jim Carrey. Yes. You are funny, you know, non-threatening, yeah, light comedy, handsome leading man. I mean, he's not bad in this. I think he's charming in this. I, I, don't, I don't think he's ever been bad. He always is too. so yeah. self-critical of his own movie roles. I, his entire run has always sure. been, I'm in the worst movies. Yeah. I can't act. I'm I, like, I he's, he's always. Great. I love him at Baked. I just think he's great. I do too. Dr. Smoochie. I mean. I do too. That's the one he always I throws know. himself under the bus. <laughs> under. But I think he's funny in that. I and I, I think he's good in this. I think you see how he could have evolved into. hundred percent. He's, I mean. He ended up doing a better thing. But. For sure. He's very, yeah. like, he. I mean, listen, we talked about playing by heart. He's not good in that. And it's not a good movie. Yeah. Um, but he's very watchable. Mm-hmm. He feels like a real human. Like in Who's this, he paired with in that movie. Uh, Jillian Anderson. I right. Believe. Right. <laughs> you know, that's a that's... real <laughs> snapshot <laughs> movie couple. Yes. Yeah. Um, but but he's again, like he's not bad in that movie. Yeah. And you watch that film and then you watch this. and You're like, there is a world where this guy could have been mm-hmm. in romantic comedies as a genuinely grounded kind of nebbishy whatever. He's never going to do character comedy, but but he could have been that. He could have been been great. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I, I genuinely think he's not bad in this. Mm -hmm. He shows up at the end, obviously, fan of the Toronto World Series joke at the end. Joe Carter. Joe Carter, obviously. Um, I I do think it's interesting that he, that, I mean, (laughs) I have my issues with this poor mother who's died of cancer, who's dumped this kid on someone's doorstep. It's pretty rough how little <laughs> effort they spend making her into any, any sort of tangible human being. I they could have just dead so before many the other movie things. starts. Yes. But still. Even still. Yeah. I, I always, I mean, you know, as a kid, it was effective for me in getting me locked into the movie. Now I watch it and it feels a little callous. But this, <laughs> this scene where you're just door opens, right. kids here, and then you right. just explain, this kid's life sucks. Right. This is like fucking sure. Harry Potter under the staircase. It's, He's miserable, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I think they probably, there was other ways to do it. It yes. is what it is. It's fine. There's just the fact that like at the end of this movie, John Stewart has to stand and be like, oh, right. That woman that died of cancer. I had sex that, with her drunkenly right. at the World that's, Series that's in Toronto. It's it not a great look. I remember her. He's like, that's not I don't possible. Think this, it's not the best, but like, guys, come on. It's a horrendous. <laughs> it's, it's not a good look. It's not though. good. It's, like, it's not good, but also like, this is John Stewart. Like, this is the he guy. This is palatable, to be clear. Does. Yes, he does. Yeah, and this, this is the guy. Know. But this is the guy who's in eight minutes of the movie. Like, yeah. it's if it were Sandler, right. it would be far messier. And far messier. Agree, agree. And their friend chemistry is good. That's their the big thing. Is, is like yes. you got eight minutes at the top. You yes. really need the scene to scene on the roof. It's great. Good. I mean, again, not. To, I'm not. I don't mean to keep it, but him calling him at the airport and be like, "So your kids here?" And just was like, "Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just say, no, I, I got it. It's gonna be fine." It's like. 
Wait, what does anyone like? Look, there, <laughs> you know the, ter- the term "shoe leather" used for like the scenes where a movie just has to get through the plot building. Yeah, this movie's got like shoe pleather. It's got like, <laughs> it's got, like shoe cardboard. Like it's barely yeah, going yeah, through the effort yeah. of even attempting to build something that looks like a shoe. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes. Um. So we we want to hear. You, we were going to talk about some of your favorite films of '99 yeah. as well, yes. or or some merch. I'm not yeah, sure how yeah. you decided I, I to do this. Touch a little, but let's yeah. let's we want to touch on that. Let's just rate this real quick so yeah. that we can do this. And I, I want I want to say two final points yes. about this movie yeah, to to quote uh, or to give credit to uh, Dave Sims, my uh, co-host over on on Blank on, Check, on Blank a recent guest. But what, what movie did he do? Or has he, well, well, he did he did 2009? He did a Serious Man. That's serious Man. Cool. Uh, cool. But he has he came on for the Limey as well yeah. uh, for. Mystery Men. And Mystery Men. Right. Mystery Men. Yes. He's been a great guest as well. Yes. A thing that he and I talk about a lot is Mm -hmm. it is that sort of moment where a movie star can open up and become a four quadrant star. Talking about this thing of you got to do the kid movie. Mm -hmm. You got to do this. I think there's something to the fact that you kind of can't fake chemistry with kids. It's true. That like what you're saying, but like, how do you get this fucking performance out of a five year old? And it's like you cast yeah. the right five year old and you put them with the right person. Yeah. There's only so much manipulation you can do. Totally. There are very few Dakota Fannings where they actually seem to uh-huh. just pop out being robots who can make yeah. it work for anybody. Yes. yes. So there's something to the fact that like he and the kid are genuinely funny together. Yes. You genuinely believe he cares about this kid. As much as everyone around him feels like they're behaving irresponsibly, mm-hmm. he sells the moments where he shows enough concern for the kid that you're like, I'm not not rooting for him to have the kid. For sure. Which is the key to this whole movie. Oh, absolutely. And and David's like, that's like the thing that finally made George Clooney a movie star was how good he was with kids on ER. It totally. was like the final well, that's, sort of that's, like, yeah, that's, turn, yeah. right? Well, that, he was pediatrician. That was his whole thing. Yes. Which was like... Yes. But it's like you can't oh, fake cold. that. Suddenly this guy, it lightning in a cold. bottle, what's yeah. this kind of... And it's like... Yeah. You can put two actors against each other who hate each other and they can make a scene work. Yes. And you understand yes. they're doing their job. The yes. kid thing or an animal or whatever, it does feel like magic. It, it makes does. someone and just an unquantifiable movie star. The yeah. other thing I'll say is he, David's daughter is now a year and a half. Sure. <laughs> um, so still very young, you know, barely verbal. Not sure. the age of the kid in this movie. But like boss baby age. The boss bit. baby. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a boss toddler. Um, but uh, when, uh, like oh, almost immediately after she was born, David invoked this movie and the McDonald's breakfast scene to me. It's like, that is now. Now having a child almost immediately, like month three, <laughs> that is the best depiction of that level of frustration as a parent of I'm failing the kid. I fucked yeah. this up. I need you to help me out. And he just talks about, like, David will invoke this so much. He has not gotten into this situation yet. Oh. He's not gotten into a situation even really equivalent to this because he doesn't have a kid who can talk, who can verbal. Right, right, right. You know, like, it's anything he's experiencing like this is so low level. Yeah. But it's like month three, baby on lap. He's like, the second you fuck something up, you feel like Sandler yelling at the McDonald's. <laughs> and I do I think, think Kenny there might is. Know a little bit about there's, this. I might be living it right now. <laughs> As I look at my text, yeah. I, I know what's going on here at home. Um, so, you, so we should rate it. Yes. Uh, okay. So I had never seen this film before. This is my first time watching sure. this film. Uh, so I came into this podcast at a sixty. Mm. Um, I'm leaving. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say seventy-eight. Wow. wow. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I feel so. <laughs> <laughs> we did it! Shake your that hand. That was amazing. Fucking, yeah, I think I that, didn't think we were going to crack seventy. 
Forgot to let 70, alone fly. I thought it would be. 78. I, I, I thought he didn't land on 69 you're for the joke. <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the Nybar qu- quadrant now. Wow. I think that, yes, I think you guys were able to get me over the, you really the, like the hang-ups that I had yeah. with some of the plot I think you stuff. love this movie. Well, let's not get crazy. No, I, I don't know how quickly I'm going to be I'm going to do I'm going to do mine real fast yes, uh before I get murdered. Yeah. Um we uh, uh I gave it an 85 before the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh really love this movie. I'm going to 85. That's a good number for this movie. I'm going to stick right there and I think it's great. The one movie we didn't mention that I think is a masterpiece as I said to you this morning, 50 First Dates. Oh, yes, of mm-hmm. What a brilliant film. The second sure. pairing between uh between Sandler and Barrymore, part of why I like it so much is it is quite unassuming. Okay. Yes. Um, it is not any kind of attempt to reinvent the wheel, though I do think the ending is beyond brilliant, beautiful, and very bold. Got I think if we're talking emotionally earnest Sandler sure. in this vein, I'm like I'm I'm putting it on the spectrum against that. I'm not mm-hmm. dinging this movie for not being Billy Madison or mm-hmm. Zohan right. or Sandy Wexler. I'm judging it against your wedding singers, sure. your fifty first dates. Your top tier. Yeah, that's so, not the tier. No, no, no. I'm just saying <laughs> which silo. Okay. I'm saying where does this? Okay. What tier yes, is this on within yes. that okay. silo of Sandler? Fair enough, right? Fair enough. And I, I think I land around the same place. I think I go like because if I'm going to give Wedding Singer over a ninety, mm-hmm. which I would, it's my favorite of this silo. Mm-hmm. Same. Yep. Then, then I, I think I land on this being eighty three. Okay. All right. All right. So. Um, just cause we're wrapping this 99 up, we yeah. wanted to sort of, we, we wanted to get some, some, uh, downtown Griffey News 99 stuff. Can anyone do, you threw this at me yesterday. I don't say this with any ire, but you were like, by the way, since we're in, we've asked people to come on with their tens. I know this is the fucking show you guys do <laughs> at this point, and you've been working on your own list or whatever. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, is it like tough? Yeah. It's a you lot of You actually start movies. looking at the movies and yeah. you're like. Like you were saying, Daniel Waters is going to come on with a bunch of French movies you haven't heard of. I had, I couldn't make outro picks. Yeah, I know. You're like, I'm only being contrarian if I don't pick 10 of the most seizmic. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's there, tough. It's I got tough. a couple things that are like lower tier, but sure. you'll see. My deeper cuts are so not deep. No, I know. And by the way, like when we end up doing movies, it, I can't not. There put are a few. I, it's, that's what I keep struggling with myself, which yes. is like there are there. Are, that's why. You know, I, I requested we we do a top twenty five yes. because yeah. I just top ten. It's it's your your it's what you're saying. Like I, some movies that uh, I really want to shout out sure. might not make the list. Go Griffin, ahead, Griffin. go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna do like it, a, yeah, you can do whatever you a want. little game time decisioning here. Okay. I basically I I was. I mean, down, we know what number one is, obviously. Number one, Toy Story. Yes, we, like we, Great American Film. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yes, it, it's yeah. unfair. Not a competition. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah, yeah. apologies to anyone who had to run against Jesse Owen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sorry, it's yeah, too yeah. late. The record was broken. Yeah. Um, I, I got it down to twelve films okay. that are my contenders, right? Yeah. And I'm going to do a little off, okay. off, shoot off the hip here in order, okay? Because it really, I'd say for the rest of these, yes. you could kind of shake a bag on the day, and they could land in different positions for sure. But I think on my this day, instinct right now. Yes. And a lot of fucking blank check movies, too. Movies we've yes, covered on the show. It's true. My instinct right now, Toy Story 2 number one. Yeah. Eyes Wide Shut number two. Oh, wow. Matrix number three. Mm-hmm. Those two feel like they could flip yeah. based on the sure. direction of the sure. wind. Sure. Then I go... I go Being John Malkovich. Okay. Election. Uh-huh. Iron Giant. Mm. <laughs> Talented Mr. Ripley. 
it's every it's just everyone right. loves it exactly. now. It's, it's amazing but it, but it is not the same list for everybody but talent yeah. ripley is on everybody's talent <laughs> ripley's on everybody's yeah. list yeah then i think i go uh-huh <laughs> the suspense is killing i know us. galaxy quest sure. also on sure. everyone's yes. list yes magnolia mm-hmm Bringing Out the Dead is my nice. deepest cut, yeah. and it's a Scorsese movie. That's that your movie. deepest cut? That's my deep. But I was I like, know. I'm lying to myself if I don't include. It's a great fucking and movie. And the two movies I have looking on the outside, but yeah. they're right there, are Sixth Sense and Bowfinger. Yeah, those Bowfinger are the 12 could stand on the outside. But the rest There's of them, the, excellent the 12 for me. I mean, it's They're like, all great picks. And listen. If I'm digging any deeper than that, I'm trying to prove a point. And I don't need to be cool. We just I'm playing appreciate, Sandler style. Yeah, no. <laughs> We appreciate cool. you doing the list. I know that you know. Again, it's it's sure. uh, it's not easy to do. This podcast has been a yes, Kenny. <laughs> can, we, can we pin it right here? If you want to do merch with him, no, no. Do you want to do merch? If you want to do it, do it, and then you just lock up. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get out of here. We're not gonna do merch. Gonna I, do merch. I don't think so. Right, yeah, let's, let's just wrap it up. Get yeah. back into it. All right, yeah. Yeah. okay. Um, yeah, listen. Uh, you know, '99 was a great year. You could Incredible. do 20, 25 movies yes. as we're gonna do. Yeah. Um, we're just thankful that you came back. Hey. You came and talked to so happy Sandler. I got in under the wire. I didn't want to do over it. Zoom, and it, it finally no, turned out to be able to do it in person. Doing best. this in person, yes. it's so much better. And in I person, think a great you know. a, a, a movie. I was very happy to suddenly have thrown out. <laughs> I think it was important to reckon with Sandler that much <laughs> as one of the big stars of '99. It's important. Yeah. If you're no. talking about the year culturally, 100. percent And I'll say also, you know, we held on to this film for a long time mm-hmm. because we wanted to get someone great for it. Obviously, oh. you're, you know one of our favorites but also just like to be able to talk about this titan of comedy yeah big deal big movie mm. the biggest daddy of all mm-hmm. but um there's there has yet know. to be a bigger daddy in films <laughs> no that's true but but I'm so like, happy you yes. love sandler yeah. <laughs> you never know yeah not that no, you never know with you it's really those, you never know with sandler it is one of those yes. things it is one yeah, of those it things. is but though i do think the tide the tide is, has turned quite a bit over the last i think people it's true. yes eight years it's, 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 it's a different years. animal now but yes but more ever than since anything, he put out the and I said this on a different pod. Ever since he put out his stand up, when he yes. put out hundred uh, percent fresh, there was just a just a raft of people right. being like, "I love this man." It, it was, yeah. I think, the triple header of that SNL hosting and uncut gems, yeah. and everyone's like, "We can't really get yeah. SNL holding, hosting was a big one too." Yeah, it's those three yeah. things. I, I mean, there say. was always to me there was always this like. This intellectual lane for Sandler, which yeah. was like, I'm always down for the, you know, the highbrow shit, but like anything else he does, garbage. Now the that has changed a I lot. Yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, truthfully, this has been having you on the podcast. You know, the few times that you've come on, it's been an absolute blast. You've been so supportive so of the podcast. Fun, yes. and I, I, and, I you know, I've enjoyed becoming friends with you guys oh, through. Doing I was going to say the same thing. Being, yes. being your friend is a real honor. Hey, it really, really. Is. Okay. So we thank you so, so much. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure, truly. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 